0: Yeah, discovered that there's written porn, which is called erotica, that's much more appealing to women because women have an emotional connection to things rather than a visual. So Mm. guys like looking at videos.
1: Hey everyone, you are listening to The Happenance Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Casadillo. Now every Monday I'll be releasing a podcast on a range of different topics to do with travel and adventure to overcoming addictions and also about journeying with God. This is a place where people from all walks of life can share their story, the good, the bad, the ugly, and with vulnerability being the weapon. Time to make it happen. Okay, it's recording. All right, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Good start. Thank you for listening to the Happenance Podcast. Um, I am your host, Daniel Casadio, and lately I have been um, really kind of making lots of content to do with um, porn addiction, which has kind of gotten a lot of people off guard. Um, but what I've been surprised is the engagement behind it and how, um, how um, as far as like athletic, analytics, ada, analytics go, I can't even say it, <laughs> analytics go, how people were... Um, really watching throughout the whole video and through my Instagram post, people were very engaging and wanted to share their opinion. Um, And it's got nothing to do about views, followers, likes. It's got nothing to do with that, but I found it interesting how ready people were to talk about it. And um, from uh, my video... I, um, most of the messages that I received, um, uh, privately were actually from girls wanting to kind of understand it more from a guy's perspective, but also, um, they've openly kind of shared with me how they've kind of struggled with it and how it's also a very, very, if not even more of a taboo topic to talk about for girls, um, when, uh, looking at, porn and with the different elements behind it. So, I have my good friend, Mickey, here. Hey, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) And um, she's brave enough to actually speak up and kind of enlighten me and educate me on what it is, um, the porn, looking at porn from a girl's perspective. Because for me, I have no idea what that looks like and I don't think many guys do. So, I'm going to be the one who's going to ask all the silly questions and just kind of, um, I guess we're just going to throw ourselves into, we didn't talk about this much about what we're going to talk about. We talked a little bit about the questions, um, to seeing what we do, what we do and don't feel comfortable with, but, um, we're just going to see what happens. Um, and we'll go from there. How you feeling? Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So can you tell me just like, um, I guess we'll just start with where it began. Where, why did you first start looking at porn?
0: Right. So I went to a public school for year seven. So I was 12. Um, and that was kind of when everyone started like looking at it and discovering it. And cause I was at a public school cause I've been at private school my whole life, except for that one year. Um, and I was like, Oh cool. Like everyone's looking at it. We should just look at it. And so I checked it out. Didn't really think much of it. I was like, this isn't entertaining to me, whatever. Um, but then yeah, discovered that there's, written porn which is called erotica that's much more appealing to women because women have an emotional connection to things rather than a visual so mm. guys like looking at videos yep. some girls do as well but um a lot of the time women like to read it and imagine it instead of seeing everything happen in front of their eyes you know
1: yeah Yep. Yeah, yeah and did that uh when you first watched erotica was that in year seven or when was that
0: yeah yep. yeah yeah because yeah, there was like a little friendship group of mine that all discovered the same website on the same day and so we were mm. sitting in class reading through <laughs> reading through the novels.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. then from there, how long did that kind of journey um, go on for? Looking at it or reading it, sorry.
0: Um, only like a year because then then I went back to a private school, which was a Christian school, mm. and it was a very different dynamic with people in my year group. So I kind of just, yeah, mm. left it then. Yeah, Until yeah. years later, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like, what is it? So, guys are visual, girls prefer in Im- the, the imaginary sense. Yeah, imaginative sense. Um, so do you, do girls openly kind of talk about looking at reading porn or looking at it? However, they kind of go about it.
0: No. I've met no. one person that would, would, would yeah, that openly <laughs> talked about it. Right. But other than that, girls don't talk about it at all not at all
1: right right and why do you think that is
0: i think it's because society tells us that women aren't allowed to think about sex because they're always like oh guys think about sex every seven seconds or whatever but they never talk about the fact that girls think about it. seven just as seconds yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was a video about it years ago um But yeah, yeah, like they don't talk about the fact that girls think about it just as often. Mm. And I think so because society is like, girls can't talk about it. We just never did because we didn't want to be the taboo people that did talk about it, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: And when you, when you talked about it with that one friend, what was that like? Was it kind of like, um, was it very... Were you quite nervous? Did you instigate that conversation? No, I
0: happened to look over her shoulder during a uni lecture and saw that she was reading something. And so I asked her about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What chapter are you on? (laughs) (laughs) No, because I I,
0: like read the sentence and I was like, that's not a normal book. And then, yeah, I was like, what are you reading? And she showed me. It was just, it was um, fan fiction. Right. So, yeah. No, it wasn't awkward. We just laughed about it. And then she kept sending me screenshots of like funny parts of the story.
1: Right. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, cool. And so like... Right, and then, going forward, when you were how come you um went back to it when you were older?
0: because my ex partner um looked at it very, very, very often, right, um, and so I felt like I had to as well to kind of like keep up with him, right, if that makes sense,
1: yep, yep. yep. yeah, 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 got yeah, um how was like did it bother you when he brought it up with you or did you catch him or had... I it...
0: caught him a couple times. times. Yeah. Um, he was pretty open about it. He would, yeah, talk to me about it a lot. And yeah, I didn't like the idea that he did it, but he didn't stop. So
1: mm.
0: yeah, I mean, it made me kind of angry, but
1: yeah. <laughs> it was this, did you think it was just something for you to just compromise to? Or? Yeah,
0: because I thought it was just something that guys had to do.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like when you, did you ever feel like when you were with him and you knew that he was looking at it, did you ever feel like it was like a, I guess like a competition? You versus porn? Yeah, or- for sure. Right, right, right. Did that hurt the dynamic in the relationship or?
0: Um, Not surface level, but like I think deep inside me, it was, yeah, it was slowly ruining our relationship, but I never mm-hmm. talked about it because I didn't want to upset him. So I just dealt with it. Mm. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think if we were still together, it would be a much, much, much bigger issue.
1: Mm. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, because I think that's a tricky thing because, um, like, do you... Like, so say if you had a friend who, um, a f- like, a very close girlfriend who was looking, who was in a relationship with a boyfriend and she felt somewhat, she was conflicted how she felt with her boyfriend looking at porn... Mm. Um, but then that girlfriend doesn't want to seem controlling or doesn't want to give the ultimatum to the boyfriend or whatever. doesn't want to be too, I don't know what the words, but I guess like too high maintenance. I don't know. Do You know what I mean? What kind of goes through someone's brain? Um, what, like, what advice would you give to a girlfriend to, to her? Would you tell her to kind of, um that you can work it out or would you say don't put up with it? Like what would be your advice to her if she was feeling conflicted and didn't know what how to respond?
0: I would for sure say don't put up with it. Right. Because it's not something that has any place in a relationship. It shouldn't be there. Um, Yeah, but that is much easier said than done. You can't uh, just walk up to your abs- partner and be like, don't do that. Yeah, like- absolutely.
1: absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> but,
0: yeah. yeah, I think it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had. And yeah. if they do care about you and the dynamic within your relationship, they should stop. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. 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 And so with the, with the erotica, when, so you started looking at that when you were with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so was it almost, you started looking at it to, um, like to despite him almost, or was it cause he had his thing and you wanted your thing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was yeah. that.
0: So I needed something to do while he was off doing whatever he was doing.
1: Right. And so,
0: yeah. Yeah
1: yeah and and how long did that last
0: our entire relationship pretty much so like two Uh, years
1: yeah 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 and what was your kind of um like so so with a (laughs) it gets tricky how because you can't i can't really speak on behalf of old dudes you Mm -hmm. know what i mean because when you start looking at porn at the beginning you kind of feel like i shouldn't be doing this there's a bit of shame involved or whatever but then when you've looked at it for a you know, eight or so years of your life, you get desensitized to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then it's just like, oh, it is what it is. I can't go to sleep unless I look at it. I Mm. can't do this. I can't, you know what I mean? Um, And so the idea of feeling shame whenever you look at porn is probably false for lots of us guys. You know, it's only until we kind of dive in and we kind of actually learn about the industry and what it kind of supports and what the what you know all those different avenues to do with horrific kind of things you know of girls being mistreated and men being mistreated children all that kind of stuff you know Mm -hmm. what i mean it's until you really look into it but how was it for you in those two years did you feel like you there was shame did you feel like what was that kind of emotion that you felt in those two years when reading ironica
0: um i knew that it wasn't Okay, but I thought it was better than looking at porn videos because it's just someone writing down words on a screen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's still against the Bible. You still shouldn't really be doing it. Um, Mm. But I think I convinced myself that it was okay because it wasn't to the extreme of sitting down and watching. Videos of women that were potentially mistreated, but you don't know because you only see the glamorized version mm. on porn sites, you know? Mm, mm, so, mm, yeah.
1: Mm. Do you think then, so say if you were with someone, <laughs> do you think if you, um, if you were with someone, you had a partner who didn't look at porn, mm-hmm. but you read erotica, do you think, um, do you think that would negatively affect the relationship and you're yeah. the causer? Yeah.
0: For
1: sure. So, because I can imagine, like, obviously we hear lots of the time visually looking at pornography, like, in the video sense, because we objectify girls in that. Mm -hmm. And and because it's so, it's so, like, black and white almost. Do you know what I mean? You know what you see, you can see it, and then you can do those actions and you can replicate it, Mm -hmm. you know? But when you're reading it, because that uses a bit more imagination, you can kind of... I guess, modify and um, adjust things that suit your moral compass. Does that make sense? Yeah. So in a way, it sounds a lot better, a lot healthier in a way. Um, But how would you say it would um, still reduce the intimacy between two people just by reading it?
0: I think because it can set unrealistic expectations, just like porn videos can. Like guys, watch porn. Like I want to do this with my partner, but it's not a realistic thing that people will actually enjoy or can do. And I think erotica does the same thing.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 And um, and in those, so looking at it for two years, um, like did did he mind? No. No. He
0: encouraged me to.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, what what's your kind of take on say couples that? Um, look at porn together and although you can't, it's hard when I ask you these questions because you feel like you're speaking on behalf of everyone, mm-hmm. you know, but just in your opinion um, couples who look at porn together, do you think that can be healthy? Do you think what's your take on that?
0: Personally yeah. I don't think porn has any place in any relationship in any sort of capacity Um. But that's just what I believe because mm. of my my morals and my beliefs and stuff. Mm. um I understand why people do it, but I personally don't think that it should be a thing mm. you know
1: yeah, absolutely absolutely yep, yep and um, and then going from there, um for guys, it's a lot not not to say it's not hard for girls either, but I'm not sure what the journey is like for girls, but for guys, it's very hard to reduce the porn consumption Mm -hmm. and then conquer the addiction itself. Um, How was your experience with um, stopping looking, reading at um, erotica? Was it quite easy? Was it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of easy. I kind of just decided um, when my relationship ended that I didn't want to look at it anymore. And it was really easy because I like threw my whole life into church. Mm -hmm. And when you're at, because I'm at Bible college, when you're at Bible college and when you're at church and you're surrounded by people that are pushing you to do better and that sort of stuff, erotica doesn't really have a place there. Mm. So I think, yeah, because I only formed the habit because of my partner and that because he wasn't in the picture anymore, that kind of just fell away with it,
1: mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like going back to, with, with your partner when you were with him, um, you reading erotica, him looking at porn, bit of a tough and uncomfortable question, but did that kind of, um, have an impact on the sex life?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. very, very much so. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time I felt, yeah, like I said before, I was competing with him watching porn, um, and there was a couple of times when I would go to initiate something and he would be like, no, 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 I don't want to because I've just gone off and done this thing instead. Mm. And there was a massive level of rejection there because I'm mm. like, oh, he'd rather look at videos than be with me, you know? Mm. Um, and that took a massive toll on me over mm. the two years to the point where like I would stop initiating things and I would not push it and I would just kind of go, like I'd leave the house, go for a drive and just try and clear my head because I wasn't really supposed to be sleeping with him in the first place. So I was struggling a lot with that in my brain already um, because it goes against my belief system. Um, So then I was like, I don't really have a right to be angry about this because I shouldn't be doing it in the first place. But also it was, yeah, still massive rejection, I think.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like with that, was it, was you feeling this way kind of like a slow burn? Like, was it kind of just an ongoing... Because I think that's the interesting thing is, like, when things are... When you're in a relationship and you compromise a little bit on something and just how then you kind of merge into the constant compromising and then you realise maybe at the end of the relationship or when it's almost too late where it goes, that's not okay. Do you know what I mean? But it's interesting when we compromise for the first thing at the beginning, um, whether it's just him where it's just the boyfriend that has like, um, like a magazine or is something like that. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's fine, whatever. But then as that can kind of unfold within a slow burn, within like a few years to a decade to you're married. And then, then that's when potentially much more visible issues can come out. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So would you say yours was like a slow burn? Like he kind of said, no, this is what old guys do. So you have to deal with it. And you're like, okay, fine. That's fine. Um, And then it kind of just slow burned into you kind of feeling the way you felt and the, the um, feelings of neglect and reject just became a bit more intense as time came on.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because it started out with him not doing it very often. And I was like, cool, that's fine. You do you, whatever. Um, But then it became a much more regular thing. Um, and again, I just kept compromising and compromising and compromising and didn't really look at the impact it was having on me, like emotionally and psychologically and stuff until it hit a breaking point And then I was like, no, can't do this. This isn't okay. Um, mm. Things still didn't change, but yeah, it was definitely a slow burn until I kind of like hit my tipping point
1: mm. and then
0: everything just hit the fan. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. What, what, what was that breaking point? Um, we'll talk about that another time <laughs> <laughs> that's fine that's fine that's fine but that's also the biggest thing is like when I'm getting people onto this podcast it's a very touchy and hectic subject this whole thing and then I also feel like people who are listening to this podcast maybe they think man Mickey is so open and I and, <laughs> and want to talk openly about this and she's so you know um, open about it but it's hard. Like we are yeah. uncomfortable right now. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is actually genuinely hard. And sometimes probably not the best idea going forward to kind of like <laughs> freestyle and intimate kind of mm. um, vulnerable interview. But that's just how we want to go about it. Yeah. But I will finish on this. What What advice would you like to give to young girls, girls, women, married women, anyone who is looking or reading erotica or looking at porn what advice would you like to give them?
0: Um, to put it very, very bluntly, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But, but like, I know that that's hard. Um, and I actually wrote something down. Just give me two seconds. Yeah. yeah. So it is an addiction. I know that you've covered that in your podcasts and videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so you can't just quit cold turkey because anyone who's had an addiction knows that you can't do that. You have to wean yourself off of it slowly. So if you're looking at it every day, maybe look at it every other day, it sounds kind of counterproductive to continue to look at it when you're trying to stop. But it's important to take slow steps to stop rather than just stopping altogether because then you're going to go back to it way more regularly than if you just wean yourself off slowly. Mm -hmm. And the important thing to remember is, like say you've you've done a whole bunch of days where you haven't looked at it and then you look at it again, that's okay relapsing is a very normal part of an addiction um and don't beat yourself up over it but then also continue to take steps to make yourself better like there's software that you can put on your devices that blocks any sort of porn websites erotica websites anything like that so you can do that and stuff like that but just know that a lot of people do it a lot of women do it um so it's not just you that's struggling with it but yeah I personally think that we should work on stopping, because it's gonna be better for like our mental health and our relationships with people if that's not like an important part of your life, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, would you say like I think you just said I like talk about it? Would yeah, that be a big thing. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Not
0: with everyone. Yeah. With, with like a couple of people for that sure. you trust. For sure. Um, but yeah, having accountability partners is really important when over- overcoming mm. an addiction.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. accountability partners mm-hmm. and are, are there like i haven't really heard of this but are there like because there's, there's support groups for for men who are trying to reduce looking at or to stop their porn addiction yeah. is there the same for girls
0: honestly i've never looked at it okay i'm yeah. sure there would be because there's support groups for just about anything you, these days that's true Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. and if not Maybe we should start one. Start one. Like, Absolutely.
1: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Um, we're only scratching the surface on on this whole topic, whether it's girls looking at it, guys looking at it, the industry, the how the brain reacts to it. There's so much to uncover, and there's so many different opinions. Um, and it is a very sensitive and delicate topic. Um, but... Things do need to be talked about, and um, also things do need things need to be changed. And I think the key to that is actually starting the conversation, and then I guess see what happens from there. Just like this very podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. My name's been Daniel Casadillo. Thank you for listening to the, to the Happiness podcast, and we hope you have a good one. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. At the end of the day, we've all got different views on how we see the world. And if you have any questions or want to challenge more of my thinking, you can get in contact with me on Instagram at DanCasadio. Thank you again for giving me your attention for this bit of time. I genuinely appreciate it and I'm very, very grateful. I hope you win this week. You've got this. God bless. Ciao.